What's up, everyone? Welcome to Shockcast, episode 30. Joining us today, we got Giuseppe and Azario, and we are talking, uh, I believe it's Western and Eastern games, not Western versus Eastern games, mind you. They both have their fine points. Giuseppe, how Ouch. you doing? Yeah, you got you got a little really time. There. For them, yeah. it for them it's I not mean, as loud. You really like it today. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I guess you really like the topic. and Eastern. You guys, I, I just have two two less eardrums. You guys see, they actually have a little me muted down because I could change that setting in OBS. You guys have to hear me full volume. Sorry, Giuseppe. Uh, that, that's nice, oh. I guess. Well, um, thank you. All right, so nice of you. Uh, so well, hello everyone. How is Sorry, uh, Japan? I can't really dialogue anymore because my my ears are busted. <laughs> so how is Japan? Uh, Japanese. It was very oh, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm back. I mean, I, I was very fine where I was. I would have stayed there another couple of years if I could. Uh, yeah, I couldn't. But yeah, I'm gonna go back far, back back soon. I hope. I support you moving there. You'd have better internet. Yeah, that that's true. That's I mean, true. I, I, yeah. in in that in, in the hotel where I go, I mean, I mean, even crappy hotels, you have a 100, 100 up and down. Here, I'm, my internet is absolutely shit. And that's far, sorry for the French. <laughs> Uh, Azario, how you doing? Pretty good, hanging out. Really good. I got we got we got a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of good uh, games for the site. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh. Let's get let's let's dive in. Let's move the the like clip because I want to go to bed. I'm tired. Yeah, it's laid <laughs> over by you. Okay. Well, first off, uh, thanks for everyone who's in here live right now. We record this every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash DualShockersLive. We're going to be here next week. The following week, I'm on vacation. People are at GDC. We're probably skipping that week. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys updated. We'll give you guys an official announcement next week. Uh, before we go into the topic, what are we playing right now? Uh, who are you starting with? Uh, I'll start. I never start. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'm, I'm playing Halo Wars 2. Uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, see, I've, I haven't played too many of these um, of these type of RPGs. I, I think I, play, I played a lot of StarCraft and WarCraft when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And then I've just this last year gotten back into... You just, you, wait, wait. You, you just say that this type of RPG? It's like a strategy RPG. Strategy RPG. It's like an RTS. Oh, yeah. It's Okay. Um. But anyway, uh, I I got back into it lately with Champions of Interior, which was not really good. Uh, and then I went back to playing some of the old games and realized that the genre is still good. I was just playing really bad ones, and I can't give any kind of judgments on it yet because of embargo, which is up. Uh, at three uh, three p.m. east uh, three a.m. Eastern. So if you wait long enough, you'll That's see the. So again. weird. Uh, uh, leave it to Microsoft to do their midnight embargoes. That said, I you could see, you could tell by the way I'm talking about it that that I'm enjoying it as a blanket statement. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no summary judgments. But I'm enjoying. Shut it. up. He has he hasn't eaten all day. Leave him alone. I haven't. No, I'm on a diet. If you guys can't tell, I'm down 15 pounds. 
I'm drinking like these green smoothies. Awful. Don't do it. All right, Azari, what are you doing? Doing it for the for the good of your health. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> I just want my chicken tendies. All right. So what's up with you? Um, I've well, I've been playing a lot. I've been playing. I've like passed thirty five hours in Digimon World Next Order. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I didn't know that game was gonna go on forever. Um, that said, my review should be up tomorrow. So be sure oh, to check a lot it out. Oh, reviews out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, also, I'm reviewing Berserk, and I can't say anything about that, but when the game's out, you'll see it. I'm also reviewing Story of Seasons, but I can't say anything about that either. But That's your topic. We're saying a lot of things, so we shouldn't be saying Okay, We're saying Giuseppe. a lot of things. But, um... Okay, so I have been playing uh, quite a bit of Fire Emblem Heroes as a time waster. I guess it's ah. it, it's good. That's that's what it's good for. Uh, well, like it has good heart. Game. I can I can talk about that because I'm not reviewing it. Uh, <laughs> it has good heart. Uh, it, it's a good time waster, I guess. Uh, and I I I mean I was on a lot of trains in Japan, so I needed some, I needed something to play. Uh, just the Vita goes everywhere. No, the Vita is too big. For <laughs> the Vita has a long battery life. Yeah, and it's big. I mean, it's it's this big. It's 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 too big for for commuting. Uh, but yeah, um, and uh, I've been playing Carnic uh, uh, Isles a bit. Uh, finally, managing to get it because in Japan I didn't have my PC, so I didn't have a chance to try it. And I finally got uh, I finally got it, and I'm going to check it out. Um, I've been playing. Um, um, some Niho more, more, more Niho, uh, oh, which yeah. is like awesome. Uh, more than awesome, it's really good. Uh, I suck at it. Uh, you suck at everything. That's not a <laughs> problem. I, mean. I got, I think, after the tutorial level, I got to the first boss and I was done. I was like, nope. Yeah, first after boss, my ninth try, I was like, this isn't gonna happen. You mean the, you mean in the, the the first boss in the in the Tower of London? No, no. Like after after that tutorial ah, boss, okay. you go to the beach. And you go to That's the ship. not a tutorial. It doesn't tell you anything. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know why people call that a tutorial level because they doesn't like tutor you into anything. Just throw into the you into the fray and makes you die a lot. But yeah, yeah um, uh, how did you how did you enjoy our what? Uh, have you changed weapons or dabbled in other main weapons? Because I'm using the dual swords right now, and I and I really like dual them. swords. Are, uh, well, dual swords. Are, uh, that's probably why you suck because dual dual swords are like not for like new players. You should probably focus on the katana for for the for the beginning just to learn the the mechanics. Then 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 doubles because dual swords are fast. But yeah, they're not exactly the the, the weapon I will advise to someone that that struggling. I guess. Um, anyway, and then I've been pl playing some Black Desert Online. I've been dabbling a little bit more on uh, Final Fantasy XIV. I've come back after after hiatus. It's to play the the new story part. It came out with a late update, um, and uh, uh, also refreshing because on Friday I'm going to Frankfurt for the Fan Fest. Hmm. So oh, you guys yeah. are gonna. I'm gonna see some some lots of coverage uh, about that from Frankfurt. So we're gonna have some nice stuff coming there. Well, they're probably gonna announce the the last class 
it's a job that's coming with expansion, which everyone knows what it is already, uh, because it leaked in like like twenty times, twenty different ways already. But you know, then it's gonna be um, we're gonna pretend to be surprised. Yeah! Shock. Oh my god! Where is shock. the fanfest at? Located at? Huh? Where's Sorry? the fanfest located at? Frankfurt. Oh, you just oh. said that. Oh, you want to know the like the street address? <laughs> no, on uh, on Friday I'll be going to the NIS America press event in San Francisco. So what do you call it? the NS America uh, press event? The the NIS America. NIS America. Uh, NIS America. Just what, NIS. What's NIS? NIS is like a, it's like NASA. NIS America. Okay, that's gone. <laughs> so okay. what what are you gonna you can you can say anything about it? So shut up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're like under strict embargo. Expect good right. news that day. All right, Multiple. moving on. Moving on. Uh, in the in the Twitch comments right now, Lane56 says he's playing Danganronpa on, uh, 2 on Vita and Don't Starve Together. Woo! Uh, great combination, Danganronpa. I can't wait to play that. Vita hype. Um, also, VG Junkie says he he's just on Neo uh, and reading every article related to Neo Automata. Uh, and along with that, the last Guardian Yakuza Zero Gravity Rush, basically every great game. He, he's hitting it up. <laughs> oh, speaking of great game, I actually tried uh, um, uh, Senran Kagura uh, Beach, 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 Beach Slash, which is kind of a tongue twister, okay. but it's actually very very fun. I, I just played it for like uh, a demo for like 30, uh, twenty minutes because in, in Tokyo, Japan, but it was peaches, really nice. Peaches represent boobs, right? No, 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 no. That that boobs aside, the Serenkagura series always has some <laughs> nice gameplay, and this one is actually really, really fun to play. It's like super fast. It has like some really interesting mechanic. Like finally, like uh, they they actually revealed it today. But uh, but there it has a mechanic. Then when you when you like um, get someone wet, that it doesn't only get their costume like transparent, see through. Which is like eye candy, but it also like give them an effect that they um, they have like a boost that they can shoot without consuming any water. So basically, what happens is that if you shoot someone too much, they will become more powerful. But then they can do it to you, and you will become more powerful. So the game has these really like comeback mechanics that mm. really works well. Sounds I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot. It's a lot fun. I, I mean, I had more fun with it than with Overwatch. Just saying. <laughs> so it's like, from what I'm getting out of it, it's kind of like a sexy Splatoon. Mm, yeah, it is like a sexy Splatoon. Okay. But more fun than Splatoon. Well, Splatoon it's... is pretty sexy. In <laughs> no, please. Uh, I think you have really get really off the internet. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Okay. Rule thirty six. Rule thirty six. Rule thirty six. All right. Censor him. All right. <laughs> You're censored. We support censorship. Only for Azaria, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go straight into the topic. The topic is Western and Eastern games. So I guess what we're going to... We've, we've had a lot of great, great, great Eastern games come out already in the beginning of the year. Um, and the latter part of 2016... So I think, uh, Giuseppe, what you were hoping to do, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to kind of highlight the differences between the two and Or why. like a difference of 
culture in yeah. game development between not just like I mean not just East and West. East and West is a generalization because there is like you if you think East you think Japan normally and if you think West you think America. But mm-hmm. there is like a lot of in-betweens between them. Which we can of course a lot of like European game developers have their own culture. Like if you look at developers like Quantic Dream for instance, there's a very different culture compared to uh, like uh, Naughty Dog, for instance, and it also expresses it very clearly in their games. Also games like, I don't know, um, uh, any uh, games like Conan Exiles, which is developed in, uh, in uh, I think, Sweden? Uh, Falcon should be Swedish or Norway, but some North, Norse. Or if you look at uh, another very big example, which for for me is east but it's uh, uh, like it, it's not as east as japan uh, is a city project with uh, the witcher series which is a very very strong game very rooted in uh, slavic culture and it's also in their development you can see it a lot even if they have a very international uh, team lately they still have quite strong culture that is shown in their game uh, and also in Asia, there are different cultures as well. Like if you look at Korean culture, for instance, very strong. Now Chinese culture is and Chinese development culture is starting to uh, to rise up. Well, it it started quite a while ago, and what what is starting right now is um, Taiwan as well, uh, which uh, is kind of similar to China, but it's I mean in development culture, but not exactly the same, because it's influenced more by Japan. Uh, Taiwanese people want to be Japanese. I mean, uh, <laughs> young Taiwanese people. Yeah, it's so... pretty interesting that we're now seeing, finally seeing uh, Chinese developers um, emerge after that ban was lifted. You had like games like Koi and Candleman that just came that just came out on Xbox One. I don't know if it's out yet, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's they, out. they have a very that's China. That's like yeah. actual China. I yeah, mean, some people are going to be to be like angry if we talk about two Chinas, but we don't care because we don't talk about politics. But uh, <laughs> um, the simple fact is that uh, if you look, for instance, th- um, uh, Taiwan is growing a very big development culture uh, because now they have even a big a big game show. Like Taiwan Game Show is getting really, really big, and it's showing that their development culture is growing and showing a lot of um, local games, which are... Uh, which are very specific. Like um, they are a mix of uh, Eastern Asia uh, culture, like Chinese and Japanese culture. So they have they have a very strong flavor in their own. So unfortunately, not all of them come out um, in uh, in the West. But hopefully, we'll get more. Especially since PlayStation tends to like push uh, a lot, like uh, local developers. Uh, but talking about China, for instance, we have. Um, uh, we 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 have quite a lot of indie developers as well that are coming out. Um, so yeah, it's it's becoming very interesting and very nuanced. And uh, what we want to talk about tonight is not it's not which is better between like east and west, but more like the value of uh, this difference in um, this difference in culture and what and how the very different ways of making games. Uh, enrich uh, the industry uh, because we are looking at an industry that sales wise is definitely dominated by Western games at the moment uh, 
but uh, if you look beyond the AAA Western game, which is still great because, of course, every 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 culture is has value. Uh, but there is a lot more to look at, and I think gamers should try to make an effort to look beyond the AAA and the promotion because we have seen absolutely awesome games that are not the usual AAA that didn't get promoted enough. And well, yeah. they, they're getting kind of overlooked. Like the first example is Gravity Rush 2, which finally is uh, a very strongly culturally influenced by Europe, especially by France, uh, it, at least in its like looks. But it's a very strongly Japanese game in uh, basically everything else. Uh, and Sony uh, is guilty, in my opinion, to have basically send it to suicide without almost any promotion. Unfortunately, uh, which is really sad. I mean, well, it's and, awesome. and now you look at games like Neo, which would usually come out to Koei Tecmo doing their PR and pushing the game on their it's own, not much. and then Sony taking it over the, under their wing, and like then you start seeing it like on ads on IGN. You start seeing Neo yeah. just blow up, which is funny. I mean, yeah, which is funny and but because but if that game world. didn't have if that game didn't have that promotion, I don't know. I don't know if it would have done as well with the people who only. Oh, it definitely wouldn't. Have. To well, AAA, uh, Neo, Neo probably games. was picked up because it was picked up mostly because you know, uh, first of all, if it was an exclusive, and secondly, because it uh, Sony wanted a Bloodborne two without having to make it, <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, the fact that it's strange is that they promoted like Neo like hell. They promoted it a lot, but they didn't promote Gravity Grav- Rush too, which is their own yeah. game. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's. But anyway, we can we can like promotion is kind of a side argument. Uh, but if you look at like the let's let's look at what makes those games unique. Like Neo is a very interesting game because. It, uh, it, I'm talking about unique, but <laughs> there is like yeah, there is a few things that make it unique, but uh, it's mostly a fruit of the Dark Soul uh, current. It, it actually reproduces pretty much some a lot of Dark Soul concepts, like really, really identically. Let's say, uh, adding to them in a very nice yeah. way. Yeah, so it's I enjoyed the thing. the story, the inserting of the story, and the fact that the character is European. In a Japanese setting, and and that that worked really well for the character. Like like you as an outsider are now in this new setting, and now you're. Funny thing is that yeah, the funny thing is that Neo is like more Japanese, and I'm not talking just about samurai. The fact that it has samurai, then. um, then uh, Dark Souls and all mm-hmm. the games that originated originated because if you look at it, Dark Souls is still a Japanese game. You wouldn't say if someone didn't tell you, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like if someone didn't tell me that Dark Souls is made in Japan, it kind of will look like it for to me uh, culturally. It's like a Western game in many ways. Uh, beyond besides the Mazukor thing that is very rooted in Japanese culture, uh, like Japanese gamers like to suffer. <laughs> But uh, if you look at all the the visuals and the story, everything is like um, rooted in in a culture that I would almost say Western, which is nice to see. Actually, developers picking up culture from other sides. Uh, but interestingly, like uh, Neo is more uh, Japanese because there's a strong focus on the story, mm-hmm. which is 
the, the main difference between Japanese games and Western games is that Western games have a focus on mostly gameplay, and uh, this is, of course, a very big generalization. They have a focus mostly on gameplay and technology. Yeah. On the other end, uh, Japanese games have a very, very strong focus on the characters and the story. In fact, they have games that have no gameplay. Or almost visual novels have no gameplay almost because it basically like the most basic visual novels have uh, just choices. It's it's a choose your own adventure kind of stuff. Static thing, right? screens, Azaria? yeah. Azaria, you're the expert of visual novels. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, that's the purest. That's the purest example of how Japanese game for for Japanese gamers and for Japanese developers having a great story and great characters is enough to make a game. Right. Yeah, and you see, and you see adaptations of like the ReZero series and everything, just getting a visual novel game. But that's that's okay in Japan. Like if someone yeah. took a if someone took the Marvel universe and tried to just make a visual novel out of it in the West, oh, it would it would bomb. It would. Absolutely. At least but, if it's well, not Telltale. Uh, finally, though, finally though, uh, there are many Western small Western developers that are picking up the, the they're picking up the the visual novel. Uh, the visual novel way to do to do things like look at uh, like True and Pixel, which mm-hmm. is definitely a Western developer mm-hmm. that just announced an Atomic visual novel. <laughs> that surprised me quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like would you would have imagined True and Pixel, the the makers of Teams Extraordinaire and makers of um, uh, Viv- what was the name of the uh, yeah Viva um, X Viva yep Viva, uh, yeah it's completely like gameplay based and technology-based, uh, making a visual novel for girls. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Boys can if play you look at the... Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I know, but uh, my, uh, automa- <laughs> I, play fun. I play uh, Akuoki. I, I also read manga for girls sometimes, so that's fine. Hmm. Learn a little thing new every day. Um, so I got a question going off this. Uh, we talked yeah. before about how uh, how a lot of Eastern developers are being influenced by Western development and vice versa. Do you think that the country of origin is still the main focal point? Because I remember, especially when Child of Light came out, people were explain were uh, introducing it kind of as a Japanese RP- uh, RPG brought into focus uh, by a Western developer. Same can kind of be said, I would say, even with The Legend of Zelda. Uh, especially the new one, Breath of the Wild, has that very Western edge to it. Uh, and, of course, they've never really had a story. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so what, what, what's your take on that? Is it all based on the location? Well, uh, it's not all based on the location, but it does, it does matter. Like, um, yeah, the Child of, Child of Light as, was presented as a JRPG, but it was very French uh, in many ways. It was very Ubisoft, more than very French. That's that's kind of the same thing, but not exactly the same. Um, so uh, the the development culture, I think, in many ways, still filters through. Even if you're like trying to make a game that of a genre or a kind that's more oriented from another country, your development culture still comes true. Like it's difficult to completely ignore your development culture. Mm-hmm. Um, like even if you look at Japanese games that look like Western games a lot, um, the Japanese 
the Japanese natural still come true. And the same comes from uh, like many other games that are different. Like if you if you look at the visual novel made in the West, uh, yes, it works like a visual novel. Uh, it will pick up a lot of the tropes and the things from the visual novels, uh, from the Japanese visual novel, but you will notice that it's not made in Japan. You will notice that it has different things, like sub- subtle things, but it's still, and that's something, and that's awesome because you see, you see a new take on a genre, even when lots of Western developers want to make JRPGs, small small developers, of course, and that's awesome. Not because not just because we got more JRPGs, we can we can have more than those, uh, but they they are not really JRPGs because JRPGs just you know RPGs made in Japan. Like Dark Souls is a JRPG, even if it doesn't feel Japanese. Uh, but the funny thing is that they call them JRPG because they're trying to pick up the Japanese development culture, but they still put it within their own, so we, we get new things. We got like a new um, new stuff in it. Like for, just to make an example, Bioware, uh, when they're still good, uh, no, they're still good, but right now they're a bit different than they were. Uh, they were very influenced by Japanese uh, development culture. That's how their uh, big focus on story long time ago come out. A big focus mm-hmm. on story and, uh, and characters. Uh, right now, the Mass Effect had that. The first one had that RPG. They um, felt they felt like a felt a lot like a Japanese game in certain ways. Well, mm-hmm. if you look at even 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 Halo uh, uh, was influenced by Japanese development culture in many ways. Uh, in fact, Halo is possibly one of the most uh, um, one of the most uh, um, popular uh, Western franchise in Japan because it clicks with. Very easily with Japanese gamers, even if Japanese gamers are historically a little refractory to FPS games, uh, it clicks because the Japanese culture is maybe not in the gameplay, but in the story and in the characters is still there. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to look at um, two series uh, from from the East: um, Final Fantasy Fifteen compared to. Um, Bandai Namco's new uh, Tales of Berseria, and where Final Fantasy XV really takes the Western Western style of huge graphics and a huge world, and puts a puts a JRPG uh, flair on it. Where, but then Tales of Berseria stays super true to um, like that JRPG. They don't they don't go for graphics or anything or amazing. Uh, looks. Oh, the graphics of Tales of Berseria kind of suck, to be honest. <laughs> but but that's well, different. That's that's going into a Tales of Berseria game. You're not necessarily looking for. You're looking for good colors, but I don't think you're necessarily looking for like real life graphics. Or you, no, but you, you don't need that. the real life graphics. The fact the fact is that the, the 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 flow, let's say, of of many Japanese developers is that. Even if they have the budget, because you know, but Nianco does have the budget. They are not really, you know, uh, a poor company. Uh, they kinda don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, they, yeah if look you at how many that, look at how many developers use the Neptunia engine. Um, yeah, just recycled you, you it over can, and over again. You can and people still buy, graphic, buy the games. Yeah, of course. You can make that kind of visuals, but still, you know, with good technology. Like, look at look at the Cyber Connector. They they, yeah. they they make 
very good anime graphics with much better technology, right? Mm. So it's doable. Yeah. They just don't care. <laughs> what yeah. do you mean? The, they have their priority somewhere else. For some reason, would I, I would I, I'm not saying that they should like do a Naughty Dog game, you know? Yeah. With the you realistic have, graphics. You have a studio like Naughty Dog who makes their own um, dev software, so I mean. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, someone in the comment uh, just say that uh, Western gamer, Western developers have, have a focus on on story too, citing Naughty Dog. I'm not saying we are not saying that all Japanese developers focus on story. All Western developers have crappy stories or no story at all. Absolutely not. We're making a big generalization, and there are, of course big overlaps and like of course Naughty Dog focuses on story and characters like that that's doubtless uh, but uh, Naughty Dog I would say it's not a special case but they are different they, they, they are at the moment they are such a melting pot of so many development culture but I wouldn't even call them exactly an American developer they are a probably the most multicultural, multicultural developer that I know in Oop. many, many ways. Ubisoft's gonna fight you over that one. Uh, well, Ubisoft can, <laughs> can put all the can put all the like all the disclaimers they want on the in, in the beginning of the games. But I mean, it's very, 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 very French in so many ways. Actually, their games are very French, even the, in the fact that they put that disclaimer. Yeah, I already started like, off. That's apologizing. the most French thing I can think about. But, yeah. Uh, you were saying Yazario, like uh, Berseria is an example of the fact that Japanese developers, in many ways, don't care all that much about technology, mm -hmm. and which is not exactly a bad thing. Sometimes it would be nice if they change an engine, and some, but it also suffered from the fact that it was still on PS3. Mm, yeah. Is, oh yeah, it did. But uh, I think it's time to move. Like, luckily, Bandai Namco just hired the uh, the maker of. Um, uh, the Fox engine. So yeah. hopefully oh, wow. they will. Huh? I said, wow. That's impressive. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, well, just it's it, it, one year ago, actually. So, well, but I think, of course, I think Bandai Namco's, I, I think Bandai Namco's is already, uh, turn, uh, like, uh, showing their, their differences because even though they have a Vita version of, um, Digimon World Next Order, it's. Ditch that Vita! Ditch that Vita! It's completely different than the PS4 version. They're they're both on different engines, and they both they both have completely different settings. Yeah, but we can say that that Digimon still suffer from being on the Vita, quite a lot. It did uh, visually. The Vita version of Digimon World um, definitely does not look good. Even you'll read my review tomorrow. <laughs> I, mean, I I I'm definitely not saying that developers should ditch the Vita. Uh, I, I love my Vita, I still use it at home, because it's too big for commuting, uh, but uh, I, I, use, I use it on the toilet. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the fact is that they it would be better if uh, they made their, its own games for the Vita, because, you know, this making games for Vita and PS4 kind of makes them a little bit no, not meat and not fish, you know? Um, well, you have games like uh, Tokyo Xanadu, which is getting a plus version on the PS4. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it's still very limited. It's I still, mean, it I, still I, does. Have you seen it running? Yeah. Have you seen it running? <laughs> you can plus. You can plus a PS Vita game as well. <laughs> <laughs> plus, 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 plus. But uh, 
there isn't much you can do to improve it to the level of a game that you could do if you made it for the PS4 and that's it, you know? Or, like, home consoles. Which I understand what they do. Uh, for... The, which is, again, why Japanese many Japanese developers don't care all that much about technology. Uh, because it's okay for them to do it. Because it's so, the, the, the graphics don't matter as much in, in, in Japan for Japanese gamers. Um, so if you make a game for PS Vita and PS4, people are perfectly happy about it. And, uh, I mean, and they will buy the beta version, <laughs> a lot of them. Um, I think, if you look I, think at, the, I think the only people that are supporting the Vita in the West now are indie developers as well. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, I don't think there has been a, an AAA Vita game in the West. Not since uh, Freedom Wars. Not since Freedom Wars. Well, that's a Japanese piece. game anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, in the West, uh, yeah. I don't think... Has there, has there ever been an AAA game for the Vita? Borderlands after Borderlands uh, Resistance. Uh, I'm part uh, of Gold, Abyss, I guess. Uh, and... Call of Duty kills Sorry, I guess. Uh, but yeah, the fact is that Japanese developers uh, don't care all that much about technology, which is good. I mean, it's their culture, and it's absolutely fine. Welcome uh, to Nintendo. Nice if they, uh, Welcome to Nintendo. But yeah, exactly. But if you see what Capcom and Bandai Namco are doing with uh, virtual reality, I don't see any other studios making virtual reality games. There's experience. There's tons of experience out there. Experiences out there for virtual reality, but those two are making the new Ace Combat and uh, and Resident Evil Seven look amazing in VR. Those are outliers, but I mean that's that's because virtual reality clicked with those studios, and I wouldn't say. I mean, I mean, of course. Capcom and Bandai Namco, which is also the funny thing, they have the money to make technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, same for Square Enix with Final Fantasy XV. Uh, they certainly have a ton of budget, so they can make technology. But you also see g- games from the same studios, so I'm saying, sorry, not studios, the, uh, publishers, that don't have the technology. So it's like we, we, so sometimes they, they say, oh yeah, we're making an anime game. So who cares about the, the technology? It's anime. <laughs> I believe. Uh, I believe this. that Java. I think these Japanese developers uh, really know how to take risks. Oh, yeah, um, they do. That, you'll never. Yeah. yeah, you'll never see Naughty Dog make a bad game because they won't they, take that risk. They product test like crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They'll, they'll make sure. I, I'm not sure saying the Naughty Dog doesn't take risk is fair. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. Well, when they were under. Before, like, I think they made, what, like, Band- uh, Band- uh, Crash Bandicoot, the racing game? Yeah. Um, that was a risk, but it was a really good game. Um, I'm not thinking was, about, I'm not thinking about different genres. Yeah, I think... Oh, well, like, I... le- the Last of Us, for instance, was a risk. It was a pretty big one. Like, it was a big departure from the Naughty Dog that we knew. I think... Naughty Dog was definitely not sure that it would have been so successful. That's uh, like, oh, uh, yeah. Just to add to that, and inside each thing, there are there are smaller risks. I mean, uh, to have the, um, I think to go with the zombie apocalypse after zombies kind of had been worn out and they still are worn out. That was a huge risk to go with the uh, the thing from the. I I could spoil things from the DLC, right? Jesus, that's so old. They've had remakes no. of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you can. 
All right. Well, the yeah, thing yeah. the thing from the DLC. Spoiler. Spoiler. That is a big risk. They've taken a bunch of small risks. Maybe, uh, you know, when they know that in the larger scheme, I think things will turn out well. But I think they well, yeah. they, they tend to use Definitely. a big platform to take small risks within it that do really tend to pay off. But that's because they're experts at what they do. Yeah, well, the good that's the good thing, though. I mean, I'm, I'm actually welcoming games that have... Uh, like this, even this big difference in technology. Like if you see uh, Tales of Berseria or I don't know many games from uh, Koei Tecmo or Gas that have like technology is a little limited there. Um, they still are have value because they put all their soul into something else. Uh, while also, and you see that in, uh, for instance, in Western culture with games like the new Call of Duty which unfortunately didn't really go well because uh, they took a risk, a big one, and it failed because people want boots on the ground, Call of Duty, realism, yeah, soldiers. Ah. <laughs> Even though the story mode in Call of Duty is not that bad. The story, mode, the story in the last Call of Duty is absolutely fantastic. It's pretty good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, that's what we see. and uh, We see people taking risks in different directions from the whenever they are from. Which is awesome. Um, like, yeah, but you know, you'll never see uh, the way the, the with the sales that Knights of Azur was met with in the West and in Japan too. You would never see a studio in the West give that a sequel. I've never. I've... Yeah, you see, uh, Koei Tecmo is kind of special. Like Koei Tecmo and uh, uh, Nipponichi Software. Yeah, there are two Witch studios that are kind of terrible. And they're giving there, it a there, there, there are two no. studios that are kind of different from the rest, even in Japan, because they don't care about money. <laughs> <laughs> they, they probably, I don't know, they're, they're funded by, by someone like working in a ramen store downstairs, or I don't know. <laughs> but they really don't care about money. A game doesn't sell, no mother. Let's make it not a game that's even more niche. <laughs> yeah, talking, talking with um, some Japanese developers. I believe that they, if some, if one of their games sells more than ten thousand copies in Japan, that's a success. <laughs> a lot of, not all of them. But yeah, for this America, that definitely yes. For some, yeah, this America. Yeah. For Nipponichi Software, which is not this America, that's definitely a yes. Um, well, Japanese. That this goes more into Japanese corporate culture, even more than Japanese uh, development culture. That is, is something that is difficult to understand for Westerners. Uh, but like the corporate culture of Nissan of, of uh, Nipponichi is like almost alien for uh, for a Western businessman. Don't type Azaria because we can all hear you clearly. <laughs> Get off your mechanical keyboard. Yeah, because if I start doing like this, it's going. No one is going to hear anything. Um, but yeah, they 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 are very difficult to to read for even for us journalists. Because you say, oh, this game didn't sell, so we're not go they're not going to make a sequel. No, not for sure. Why would they do that? Uh, and they do, because they care about their characters, and they want to make a sequel, which is absolutely fantastic, which is one of the things that Japanese developers, many Japanese developers are a little bit more indie, I guess, in the spirit than uh, Western ones. Of course, there are variations, because Capcom is much different from in development culture, uh, but they still 
the, those things exist and you can see them very clearly even if sometimes you can treat them because you think oh they're not they're never gonna do that that's impossible like oh, they're never gonna localize this game mm-hmm. uh, it's never gonna sell in the west and and they announce it like two days later <laughs> because no care they, they're still gonna sell it and if they sell three copies it's fine <laughs> mm-hmm. all right so i got we're getting close to the end i think uh but i got no, one that we're not <laughs> uh i still have a lot to say oh no i'm you know i'm not talking about uh, end of discussion i'm simply just talking uh. about we said we we're going to try and keep it shorter um no we're not all right so here <laughs> he's awake now <laughs> we've, yeah, we've woken him up he's woke um okay so we we've seen a lot of within the past couple of years of course uh, censorship and uh, Gamergate and all that. Uh, we've discussed it to uh, lengths on Dual Shockers on the Shockcast. Uh, but now we're bringing up Eastern and Western culture. My question to you is, how much do you think that that might just be uh, a misunderstanding of cultural norms compared to? Well, Go ahead. Uh, let's look at. The, I'm not. Talk, I'm not talking about like that kind of stuff, like gates and stuff like that. We're not talking about that. No, no. Uh, we we are not aligned with any that kind of thing. We don't. With we, we. That's more politics. Let's not talk about politics. Let's talk about games. Uh, look about two games. Um, since we are talking about censorship, which I not even looking much at censorship, as much as flattening of culture. Which is not just for Japan. It happens for a lot of Eastern cultures, like uh, Korea as well. Like um, Korean games, when they get localized, as much as Japanese game, many people that do localization tend to flatten the Korean culture mm-hmm. because the Korean culture is actually a lot more different from ours than Japanese culture. Mm-hmm. So there are things in the Korean. Just to give you an example, uh, which is not about games, but Give, give you a very clear understanding of the difference in the Korean culture uh, that uh, there is compared to Western culture. Like kids in schools in Korea, uh, while it's recently been made illegal, uh, are punished with, with a stick. Uh, and that's a quite big difference. Like differently for males and females, uh, like for instance guys when, when, you, when you're a bad guy, uh, when you're a bad student, they make you uh, get on you on all fours, and they take a big stick and they beat you on the ass. Mm-hmm. So that's a that. big difference. That's a big difference <laughs> in culture. Like this is something that people would not fly in the West. And there is so many things in in Korean culture like that that they reflect in their games. Uh, and we don't see it as much because it doesn't get as much visibility. But if you look at the many Korean and Korean mostly do the MMORPGs. In, that are localized in the West. A lot of things get localized very different than how they are. And this is what I call flattening of the culture. Like, and as, of course, the most visible example is Japanese games. Pick uh, two games. They're very similar in their structure. Of course, they're a bit, little bit different in tone, but the same, exactly the same genre, which is the ad, uh, visual novel slash adventure, uh, which is um, the Ace Attorney series mm-hmm. and Root Letter. Ace Attorney has been completely flattened mm-hmm. by the localization. They made what? it in San Frantopio. <laughs> like in a, they're eating they're eating like a hamburger instead of rice balls. <laughs> I mean that's, yeah. that's yeah. Let me have a jelly donut. Yeah. 
I mean, that, I, that's probably <laughs> the most shameful, crappy, stupid localization ever done on a video game. Yeah, they got the like, four kids I, localizers uh, after they got fired, and then they hired them to do Ace Attorney. Yep. And you look at Root Letter. Root Letter, on the other end, it embraces, like the localization embraces its Japanese nature. It's not perfect, because P-Cube is a small company, so their, their, their localization department is not perfect. But while it has its own flows, it actually embraces its uh, Japanese culture. And that is uh, what makes, for me, and I'm sure for many others, a root letter, while, while Ace Attorney is much more famous, is maybe even better as a game, uh, root letter is, I can hear you typing, uh, root letter is uh, uh, a richer and more valuable experience because it shows me a culture that's different from mine. Like root letter, I can still hear you typing. Stop being a tango. <laughs> Uh, Root Letter, uh, you played it as Ario, right? Yes. I don't think you played it, Luis. No, not yet. Root Letter actually shows you a part of Japan that people don't know. Uh, even people from Japan don't know. And it shows, but it's super Japanese. Like, it's almost like having a tour, a, a tour guide in the game. And that's absolutely fantastic. And you can see it in many other games. You can see it in uh, Tokyo uh, Mirage Session, for instance. You can see it in uh, Tokyo Xanadu. You can see in all those games that are set in Japan, modern day, that they can go two ways. They can embrace that cool. That whoever does the localization, you can see in Yakuza, for instance. Right? That's one of the premier examples. Um, whoever does the localization, they can either embrace it and give you this value added that it's also showing you a culture that's different from yours and that makes the game better and more fun and more more enjoyable if you're a tolerant person that doesn't hate the game because they have a, a, this a different culture from yours compared yeah. to games that are flattened and they don't like, give you'll you have anything a group more of, the game. You'll have a separate group of people that, that embrace the Ace Attorney ways of localization and then congratulated on how it handles uh, the the way the way that it um, presents itself to players. Um, I mean, yeah, you can take that's where I enjoyed Pokemon as a kid when I was ten years old, and they had rice balls balls, and they called them jelly donuts. And until I was about fifteen, sixteen, I believed that those were jelly donuts and not <laughs> rice balls. Uh, yeah, and that means you've been, you've so been tricked. Imagine what someone you understand you've been tricked, right? What someone growing up with the Ace Attorney series, who doesn't who doesn't do any research, um, feels when they realize that a lot of those scenes and a lot of those um, stories they're they're not real. They're I mean, I mean, I I, I played the first Ace Attorney was I was pretty young, but I think anyone with the brain can understand <laughs> that of San Francisco. I don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> there were some weird. Uh, I remember all the way back, and this isn't even video game related. I remember all the way back when I was watching the original Pokemon series, and they were calling those donuts the rice balls, and I always just assumed I'm like, oh, they must have. That's what I just said, Lou. 
Yeah. God, you're not you're not even listening to me. I am listening. I thought you said Ace Attorney. Because that does happen <laughs> no, in Ace Attorney, doesn't it? No, that was Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say we have to say. Yeah, but he's talking about the Pokemon anime. <laughs> I think he was talking about the Pokemon anime too. <laughs> we had the we had the same childhood. The Pokemon anime sucked, but uh, well, yeah, yeah, but at the time I didn't know that. Just yeah, like I didn't know the Yu-Gi-Oh anime sucked and the Digimon anime. I don't know. Does that hold up? I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, besides you two fighting because you're not listening to each other, um, the very simple thing is that uh, cultural differences, like cultural. Um, diversity is a value added to video games. They give us a window, like exactly like a, if you look at a very good fantasy game, it will have its own culture in the story, in the characters. They will actually make it make a, an effort to create a culture, which is which is what what the new um, studio from Atlas actually explicitly set out to do. Creating a war, a fantasy world which which its own own culture, culture giving you a window on a different world, and games from a different culture give you a window on a on a different world, because, and that's something that is valuable, that makes the game more fun and better uh, for you as an experience because it enriches you. If you see something with your own culture. It's fun, it's great, it's awesome, but it does not enrich you. Mm-hmm. It does not give you anything that you don't have, right? It goes without saying that games shouldn't technically... We're not, I'm not saying that games should be directly translated because yeah, you'll have a Star Ocean uh, catastrophe that way, but... Um, yeah, but I you think... know, there, I, I, play, I worked in localization when I was younger. Uh, not anime, not games. And there definitely is a way to respect the culture is, in a game yeah, without yeah. doing a, a literal translation. You can still translate things in a faithful version uh, without being literal, without with being like uh, elegant in your target language. That's what adaptation is for. Right. Uh, but you can do it right and you can do it wrong. It's to respect the, very... the audience. I think that localization companies should really just respect. I don't and, I, and necessarily I don't think who the people who localize the Ace Attorney games have much respect for their audience and oh, they have no respect for the game for sure. <laughs> they think that they think that a lot more cre- looks like well if a local localization like um, employee uh, basically invents puts himself as an author. He has no respect for the original for the original author. Which, uh, by the way, talking about localization employee, I'm talking about the general structure because honestly, many many times it's not the person doing the localization that does this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. It's the publisher that tells them to do this kind of shit. Of course, you can decide to work for the publisher or not. Uh, so if uh, if my publisher, when I worked in localization, told me to do this kind of shit, I would have probably changed job. Uh, but of course, people need to eat. So uh, in the end, uh, you you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, but in any case, if you look at like uh, games like Ace Attorney as an example, you don't it doesn't enrich you. Doesn't give you anything uh, more than you. But let's not talk about Japan only. Like look at The Witcher. The Witcher gives you a window. Is it's a fantasy world. But it could be Poland in the Middle Age, honestly. Uh, 
it has a ton, 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 ton of uh, Eastern European country. Did you all play The Witcher 3? Yeah. No. Who hasn't played The Witcher 3? Azario didn't play The Witcher 3. Please, got time for that. <laughs> I, I didn't finish The Witcher 3, but you didn't even play it? Okay, you bot kicked them. You bot get kicked. <laughs> You're fired. I was too busy <laughs> playing good games. Guys. I was in law school. Hey, get <laughs> out of here, Zarya. What? All right. Okay, no, let, 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 let me finish. Yeah. Uh, the Witcher 3 has a lot of value in the way in which it presents the story and its characters. Because it's truly an enriching experience to play a game. For me, I'm Italian and I'm not even that far from Polish culture and uh, Slavish, Slavic culture because the closest Slavic country is 200 kilometers from here, <laughs> Slovenia. Um, so uh, I actually am more familiar than, with Slavic culture than you guys probably. Uh, probably. Uh, unless you, you have a family that comes from a, from a Slavic country. I don't know where you, your families come from. Uh, <laughs> Italy. Uh, oh, you suck. Uh, <laughs> just like me. Uh, but anyway, uh, The Witcher 3 is really, really, really strong in that. And it's really enriching to play it because you feel that culture. Which, of course, some people criticized. Because making these games with a very strong cultural diversity, like very strong cultural, uh, cultural, uh, cultural print, that is different from the Western one will draw criticism, of course. People criticized The Witcher because it had no black people, uh, because it had, it was uh, it was sexist or this or that, uh, which is funny uh, because you know uh, in the middle it it it, it kind of tries to portray like a a vision of the world that's different from ours. So and mm -hmm. people still want to, many people still want to apply. The modern vision of the world, like every game should have a modern vision of the world from the 2000 something. Uh, even if they're set in a medieval world from um, a thousand years ago, even if it's fantasy, uh, which is weird and silly. Uh, why would you? My question is why would you want all games to be set in modern day 2011? And I'm just talking, talking literally. Well, it's. it's and most of Sorry. It's modern people, Western game, modern yeah. Western. Mm -hmm. the day it's people out. wanting game developers to be diverse for the sake of being diverse. They want them. Yeah, that, that's the funny thing. That's the funny thing. Like people, many people that advocate diversity, like diversity of of race, of color, of religion, of um, gender, which is awesome. I'm not saying that's bad. Yeah, that's absolutely great. I mean, that's that's an enriching factor as well. Not saying that all developers shouldn't put it in, but it can be an enriching factor. Factor is well, if well done. Just look at Naughty Dog, uh, or uh, many games like uh, by Ubisoft, for instance. Uh, or there are millions of examples. It's, well, it's, it's like, like there's there's this yeah, group wait, of people that wait, want. Wait, 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 wait. Not finished. <laughs> um, they, they, those people that want this. I'm not talking about just just game developers. I'm talking about. Commentators. Press. Yeah, commentators, pundits, press. Uh, for some reason, are normally the same people that adv that not only defend but advocate the flattening of cultural diversity. Because cultural diversity from other parts of the world 
does not fit their ideals. So that's funny because they, they push one kind of diversity, but they adverse another kind of diversity, which is probably more important. I'm not saying that one is not important, the other is important, but cultural diversity is probably the most important kind of diversity it is because it makes the whole game different from our reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's funny for me. I, for me, all kinds of diversity are important. And the cultural diversity is the most important because it's a true blue added value for the whole game. And there are groups that adverse it and advocate. Like, look at those people that want diversity. Those people that, like, very vocally want diversity are the people that uh, defend Nintendo for censoring their game and for trying to remove most uh, Japanese elements from their games. Or, um, for instance, that they are the same that say that, that Ace Attorney's localization is the best it's ever made. Well, that's what I was getting at. I feel like there's there's oh, this stigma on Western develop- developers that they have this checklist of like things yeah. that they need in their game. A black person, a gay person, a, um, every race, you know, they, they have to touch on this issue. Touch And, and the thing is... The thing is, is that um, Western journalists, many, many big Western journalists, they they push for this as well in their in their articles and in their in their pieces. And you take a, a Japanese game like Danganronpa two, and there is a character that um, that dresses up as a girl, and you realize that this right at the beginning. But when when Western, and I'm not going to say which gal that did this, but when Western journalism journalists heard about this they automatically went to the director and they're like so you did this because you want to bring um you want to bring uh some light on this issue and the director's like no i, I did this because it went with the story and then <laughs> they're, they're like no no you know there is the reason why you did this and the publisher uh and asked america was like that's guys uh this isn't gonna uh he's not gonna answer your question and the fact that they didn't, and they didn't end up running any Danganronpa two news. But the story that they wanted to push was this one character that dressed up as a girl, and they, that's what they want. Then they wanted to know the the politics behind that. And yeah, that there is no politics. That, that after they found out that it was just for the story, they dropped it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, what a terrible idea to just you know make it a a the guy that dresses a girl like a. Just for because you know it's fun. Yeah, or it very fits or it fits the, the narrative. Right. Yeah, so it, what it, they want to do can just be fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's what the director that's the director said that yeah. he I mean, just wanted I, to be fun. He just did it because it fit the narrative. Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, uh, that these these things. I mean, there is absolutely value in expressing the the want for. Uh, Characters of different gender, different national, different like uh, race and different uh, orientation. Uh, but of course, developers should be able to do what they want and what they care yeah. for. Like so that's why Witcher. it kind of bothers me when developers who have a female-fronted game have to defend their reasons for having a female-fronted game, a main protagonist. Not just defend, mm-hmm. but they 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 have to say, oh yeah, I want this. Yeah, female she's character. strong and she's independent. Right. And what if what if someone says that I just wanted the character that looked cute? Like <laughs> and they can't be flawed either, which is the other problem. Oh yeah, they can't be yeah. a flawed character like maybe Joel, for instance. 
for Last of Us, I think if it, yeah, if they had a female lead who was like that, I think they'd hear a lot of criticism in the same way because you can't show a flawed female character either. Um, but uh, which is why I'm actually looking forward to like the um, Chloe story. No, uh, well, yeah, that's true. But I'm looking forward more to um, to Horizon Ellie? because it looks like the, the the female lead is very flawed, and that's oh, what, yes, what's yes. very mm-hmm. interesting to me. Like, uh, she, Aloy looks like a very well-rounded female lead, which I'm very looking forward to to play. On the other on the other side, I'm also super looking forward to see, to play uh, near Automata because that's probably the the best female lead I've seen in a while. And my God, they dare to make to make her look, you know, so so a little bit of of ass. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, she's she's a strong female character with a lot of flows. I mean, she's an android. Uh, what's more yeah. flow than that? It's right? it's a leot- mm-hmm. She's wearing a leotard. That's more than underwear. Oh yeah. What? Wait, they're not panties. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let's run the story. <laughs> um, well, I, something I, something I just well, want to add is uh, we were speaking very briefly about uh, why we think cultural uh, flattening uh, may do more damage. I I, I think that cultural diversity is more enriching. I don't know about everyone else watching this, but when I play both Japanese and, um, you know, Eastern and Western games, I'll play some Eastern games like Persona 4 Golden uh, was the first time, because I'm very deprived of Eastern knowledge, I didn't know what Golden Week was. Uh, so when <laughs> when that happened, I went and actually looked it up. I learned something about their culture. Same thing, even if we're talking Western culture, when I played Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, I got all into sea shanties. I mean, you hear them a million times, and then I spent probably the next week or two resor- uh, researching pirate culture. Be- and that's yeah. just, I think, when it comes out naturally like that, when it sparks an interest, I think that's something great that games are able to do that other mediums are able to do as well uh but i think that at least video games have a, a very strong uh have have a strength in that respect and i think that when developers or uh, when sorry critics try and flatten that uh and when translators try to flatten that i, I think that that's extremely disrespectful it's that. yeah it's no it's not just disrespectful i mean that's that's the least problem it's like a lost people, part. many people talk about respect for the original author, which is important, but that's the least problem. Problem is that it's a loss for us as gamers. Mm-hmm. Like even look at The Witcher again. I'm sorry if I bring The Witcher up so much, but The Witcher uh, is a game that celebrates Slavic culture, and the people got a little antsy about that. Because it doesn't fit their ideal. I mean, Slavic culture uh, is different from Western culture, mm-hmm. and uh, people got up in 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 uh, up in to put, they put up pull up a little bit of pitchforks about that. Um, but you know, why developers shouldn't be able to celebrate their own culture, even if it doesn't introduce the elements you want? Um, that's that's what makes me a little a little a little like antsy because. I'm honestly a bit afraid to see one day a game development culture that's only aligned with a certain culture of one part of the world, because it loses a lot of uh, a lot of value. Look at Final Fantasy XV. Final Fantasy XV, you talk, you call it about a Japanese game, mm-hmm. but Final Fantasy XV is something very special. Square Enix, especially Business Division Two, has hired a lot, 
and they hired a lot of development from all over the world, but especially about Southeast Asia, like Malaysia, um, Indonesia, uh, Singapore, like Taiwan. So there are a ton of people that, that are in that team that are not Japanese, which is something pretty new for Square Enix. And their development culture shines through in the game. There, you, there are a lot of things in Final Fantasy XV that are westernized, but there are a lot, a lot of things in Final Fantasy XV that are Japanese, and there are a lot of things in Final Fantasy XV that are clearly Southeast Asia inspired. Just look at Lestalum. Lestalum is true and true a Malaysian city because the, the game developer, well, in, in many ways, because the game developer that is um, responsible for the open world. Um, uh, what's Amster? Uh, sorry, I, 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 I'm uh, Azmer. Sorry, uh, sorry, one. I butchered your name. Uh, <laughs> it's difficult for me. Uh, you know, I love you. Um, which, by the way, is extremely good at playing written games in in, in the arcade. He's, he's, like, <laughs> he, he's almost not human. If you see, he has actually videos on YouTube. He's not human. You see this person playing like Chutney on those like super obscure Japanese arcade game for written is and he's like not human. You see his hand that moves faster than your eyes. And anyway, this guy is from Malaysia. So he put his food, his um, culture, his, uh, the looks of his cities into the game. Probably would have looked very different if it was a Japanese development making them. Like the Stalum, if the, the team was only Japanese, would not have looked like it looks. And that's the awesome thing of having a team, uh, having people putting their own culture into the game. Uh, Malaysian culture is very different from mine. Uh, probably there are quite a lot of things in Malaysian culture that don't really click with me. Like in any culture in the world mm -hmm. that's not mine. But I absolutely think that traveling in looking at the food, looking at the way people behave, that was influenced by this person that, that was born in a place so far from mine so different from my enriched me as a person and as a gamer yeah and I think that's important yeah I mean you two you both of you guys played it right yeah did you notice this I had I noticed that every I, yeah I noticed that there was there was cultures in every part of it. like you'll start off and that's that western like kind of theme going on in that area and <laughs> You just uh, from place to place, you you kind of see the the difference that they had, that the influences that they had, and um, but that's what that's what I kind of want from a Final Fantasy game. Um, I don't necessarily think that a game like The Witcher could pull that off because, yeah. um, but I think it, I think it works with Final Fantasy, and I. I I think it's good that they did it like that because then you would just get the same towns in every single. Well, The Witcher did pull it off because the the, the expansion area is much different from uh, and this completely different cultures, like very French. I don't know if there is a French developer that pushed that in a uh, in a uh, Blood and Wine. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely like a different culture <laughs> there. But yeah, uh, you see that the, the all these different countries, like it. Uh, I the think the Final end. Fantasy. So go ahead. Well, I think in the end we should celebrate cultures and not try and kind of hold them back. Um, not try and question their 
politics or their reasoning for doing things. I think um, we should allow creators to create. And yeah. that includes mm-hmm. American culture, by the way. And then, yeah. The dominant yeah. part. I mean, if there is a game, I, there is a lot of games out there that I enjoyed particularly <laughs> because they are so America, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm not American. And I'm not American, and I enjoyed it because they were so drooling American culture. Like, Duke Nukem. <laughs> that was awesome for me, like the original one, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, like, <laughs> we can't he doesn't say it, but you could have Duke Nukem saying, America, fuck yeah, when he shoots people. And that's awesome for me. That's very fun. Uh, and maybe maybe Americans can appreciate it a little less because it's their culture. So they're... Uh, well, I'm not saying that American fuck, Americans go around shoot people like like Duke Nukem, by the way. It was just the the like the exaggeration of the American culture because of course uh, Duke Nukem is an exaggeration, but it was maybe for an American it's even a little crass sometimes because but for me it's more fun because it's so different from me from from what I'm used to, and but also like things that are not exaggerated as Duke Nukem that are very uh, very American and that's a value for me and that's something I would not want to see lost. Um, I know a lot of European people that the kind of tend to uh, snub American culture. Sometimes they say that they don't even have a culture because it's like a melting pot of like immigrants from all over the place. But American culture does exist, and it's of course a very relevant culture, and it's mm-hmm. very relevant in the gaming development uh, in, the, in gaming development because most of the AAA developers are are American. And for instance, a subset of the American culture is the American military culture. Yeah, which you can see in many shooters that are more realistic, like the the last Call of Duty. The last Call of Duty was science fiction, but it was absolutely entrenched in American military culture that may not have as much value for someone that is familiar with it. But for me, it had a ton of value and it made the game more enriching because it put me in, in in front of people that thought in a completely different way compared to what I think. I come from an Amer- from a military family, but uh, Italian military culture is very different from American military culture, and uh, I am totally possibly the worst person in the world taking orders. <laughs> so yeah, military and me doesn't you sure don't sound work. So, him, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would have been perfect for the military. Drill like, sergeant. Start calling something like that. But yeah, the, the the fact is that American military culture is so different from me that I truly enjoy games that are like very strong with it. Possibly I enjoy it more than an American, and possibly I enjoy it more than an American that works in the military. Because for me, it's different. For me, it's enriching. And that's possibly one of the most extreme um, examples of having a culture that's different from mine. Because I'm very familiar with Japanese culture. So for me, Japanese games are not as enriching as maybe for other people because I know Japanese culture very Mm -hmm. well. I've been in contact with them since since I was a kid. Um, And, uh, but for other people that have not been in contact with it as much is enriching. For me, on the other hand, a game that that's based on American military culture is even more enriching 
because it's uh, it's different. It's something that I am not familiar with, and well, I'm getting familiar with Tansu game, to games uh, that are realistic. Of course, they're not exact, but it's still enriching experience. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everyone has a culture in mind, like Lou has one and Zario has one, right? That yeah. when you play a game that, that's like entrenched into that culture, it's the most enriching experience you, you can have. And it's your, not your culture, which makes it stronger for you. Mm-hmm. Like, Lou, Lou likes Nintendo games a lot. Right, Lou? I do. Answer <laughs> <laughs> <Such laughs> <are> the question. <laughs> <laughs> like Nintendo games a lot, and Nintendo games are very strongly uh, rooted in the Kyoto culture, because that that Nintendo is a very old and very traditionalist company from Kyoto. Of course, their culture is very strong in their business as well, which is why we don't understand them. Which is why they do things that we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, that was my reaction games- to the Nintendo Switch. The games still, <laughs> the games still like bring that culture to you. So mm-hmm. that's one of the things you see. Like you don't, you know nothing about Kyoto, right, Lou? No. See, but you can experience a bit of Kyoto in Nintendo games, and maybe you know you don't notice. But that's probably one of the reasons why I like them. Why, why you like them? What about you, Azario? Well, you're you're a weeaboo, so. I'm pretty sure there are games me. that are not. Sorry, yeah, ahead. give me bathing suit DLC and I'm good for any game. Yeah, but there, there has to be a culture that's not the Japanese culture that, that you're very familiar with, uh, that you can see it, and when you play games from that culture, you feel enriched. There has to be one. Yeah, well, I think that's that's why I, I play Call of Duty and games like Battlefield 1, even though that doesn't fit my necessarily uh, niche that I enjoy. Um, I kind of like being connected to my own culture through those games. And I, so I think it's the other way around for me, whereas I enjoy playing Japanese games and visual novels, but when I want to connect to the culture that's around me, uh, I, that's why that's what drives me to play these AAA games, which I don't usually talk about or advertise that I play them, but um, I do, and I, I'll... I'll gladly spend forty bucks on on Call of Duty to play with my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I, um, even though you, even though if you see like my posts are what I like on Twitter, you won't necessarily think that that's part of me. But, but that's how I connect to my own culture, and mm-hmm. and it's exactly I, that's what I want out of it. And if that well, changes, that's not say, your culture, Azaria. I mean, you're a weebo. Your culture is like <laughs> yeah. weebo culture. <laughs> I like how Lou like centers all my posters in the the Twitch chat. The Twitch. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the most important thing that we got <laughs> on that screen. So that's that's not that's not Lou. It's you that are pointing your webcam unconsciously <laughs> on, on on those things. You could be facing the window and you're choosing not to do that. So yeah, exactly. But you want to see it, like, so you want to send a message. I'm a weeboo. Well, I mean, I, I have a million of like actually, uh, Japanese figures behind me, so oh, you're uh, like my 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 figures got at at the bargain bin in, in Akihabara. I spent like two hundred dollars for all of those. So if yes. you go to Akihabara, you can you can bring them a lot of figures. Just make sure you don't have, you have a lot of space in your suitcase. <laughs> yeah, it was almost but, overweight. But speaking like, my about my suitcase, 
my suitcase was at when I went weighed like 400 14 kilograms when I come back I weighed 24 for some reason <laughs> uh, like differences in cultures people who enjoy these games they know when something is missing like in the first move Mugen Souls where the character was called bipolar but really it was Sundari and yeah. everyone erupted in this in this translation of the game because they knew the fans that the people that played it knew that that culture was missing and they felt like something was taken out of the game and they they felt hurt and stuff like that happens a lot in Japanese games so so if culture was taken out of a game from someone who enjoys it i think they noticed right away yeah um, oh yeah if you play Tokyo Mirage sections like yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you notice immediately that someone that something is missing because yeah, it's based in Tokyo. They didn't call it San Francisco, uh, but still they tried to take off as many possible as many things as possible from that game that were not like aligning way with with the with American culture or Western culture. Mm-hmm. Even they, the fact that oh my god, the game! Oh my god, the characters are not are are are, are not like eighteen. Oh my God! Let's take off. Let's take off those ages because my God, they're they engage in such sexual activity, right? Of course, they're all they're all fornicating in that game all the time, right? That's <laughs> right. Um, but yeah. So I think. Well, while I don't want to cut us short, I think this podcast is getting a little yeah, long in the tooth. Fine. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, I have I have a, an article about this coming, so I, I will elaborate further. Yeah. We'll, you'll see more from it soon. We always so talk we Eastern and Western games. Um, yeah, we got to get back to writing reviews, both you and I, Azaria. Uh, so true. let's talk about upcoming games coming out this week and what we're hoping to pick up. Uh, coming out today, we have Army Gals on PC, The Wardrobe Woo! on PC. Uh, tomorrow, we have The Hunter. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's. I don't know why it's even on here, to be honest. Uh, but I think Leaf is reviewing Leaf requested it. Like it. We, didn't, <laughs> we didn't get a copy of it, but uh, but yeah. Find the most obscure games and review them. <laughs> He's cool. That's awesome. I mean, it's great. Him. It's great to do that. Um, all right. So tomorrow we got the Hunter Call of the Wild on PC, Warhammer Forty Thousand Space Wolf on PC, Real Politics on PC, uh, Trank. Uh, Trank. Tank Troopers for 3DS uh, and Homebound for PC. On the 17th, we have Blackwood Crossing for PC, I think PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, also, Typo Man for Xbox One. And then on the 21st, we got a ton of stuff. We got Halo Wars 2 for PC and Xbox One. Berz- uh, Berserk and the Band of the Hawk for PC and PS4. Yeast, is that, was it YS? I, I don't know how you say it. Yeast. Yeast. Okay. Sorry. I thought. Yeast Origin for PS4 and Vita. Uh, Night in the Woods, PC and PS4. Halo Wars Definitive Edition, PC and Xbox One. And Psychonauts in the rom- uh, in the Rhombus of Ruin? Rhombus of Ruin? Sure, whatever. PS4 uh, and PSVR. You guys going to pick any of those up? Well, I'm reviewing Berserk, so look out for that. And you're getting... Sorry, I spaced out. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've, I've already, my thing's on there, Halo Wars, I've already got it, uh, but, um, yeah, uh, no comments, no comments yet. Uh, yeah. 
Social media, site, and plugs. If you're looking for us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, you can find us by just looking up Dual Shockers. Meanwhile, if you're trying to find us on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash dstvoriginals. To come watch and be part of the show uh, live and have all your comments here. We read them out. We love them. Uh, join us every Wednesday, 8.30 p.m., twitch.tv slash live. We're going to be here next week. Once again, we'll let you guys know the following week if we're doing it. Uh, finally, you can find our round-the-clock news coverage, reviews, features, and editorials over at DualShockers.com. Uh, come check us out there. And that's everything. That's my whole spiel. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Follow, follow me on Twitter. I like friends. Yeah. So where can they find you on Twitter? Okay, don't follow Zarya on Twitter because he sucks. A lot of weeaboo <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I had to I tell him that anime was outlawed. It's a President Trump thing. <laughs> All right, so where can they find you on Twitter, Azaria? Um, at Azaria says, and look out for my Digimon World Next Order review tomorrow. All right, uh, Giuseppe, where can they find you? A-B-R-I-A-E-L, because I'm not going to say it otherwise because it would have never been able to spell it. Yeah. It's on the uh, no. It's just that I, just that I, I don't need that sign. It's like under my face, <laughs> in, in the, the layout. So why would I hold up a sign like a super jet? Uh, anyway, <laughs> our cosplay model. And uh, yeah, you can find me at Luke and Taldi, uh, and I should be having a lot of reviews go up this week. We have Yoshi's uh, Yoshi and Poochie's Woolly World. We have Halo Wars, and maybe some more stuff. I gotta figure it out if I'm playing some indie games. But thank you, everyone. Thank you for being here. Great discussion, guys. Oh, yeah, and wait, look out for uh, lots of news on Friday from Giuseppe and I. What? No He's comments. No, 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 no comments. All right, let's Stop go into the music. All right? All right, music time. <laughs>